Hey everyone, welcome to episode 5 of The Cutting Edge with Jackknife. There's no funs this week, so I figured I'd record an episode on my own since I haven't done one of these in a while. Speaking of which, do you guys want me to remaster the last one I did? Because I realized the audio quality sucked pretty bad on the Potvin one. So yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube or Instagram, comment down below if you want to see a new version of that. I'll probably put in some more extra details in it if you'd like. I didn't intend for this series to strictly be a Rangers thing, but they are my favorite team and I do have a lot to say on them. So that being said, hockey season is fast approaching. Let's take a look at the New York Rangers top five storylines heading into this season, in no particular order. First, who's going to be the Rangers captain? Chris Jury, a former Rangers captain himself, Said it's a priority for the Rangers to name a captain going into this season, but is giving Gerard Gallant some time to come up with the decision on his own. And Gallant said in a recent press conference that they will have one by opening night. Quote, if I were a betting man, we'll have a captain. Unquote. So all signs point to the Rangers having a captain on opening night. Question is, who's it going to be? They have plenty of candidates to choose from. First candidate that might come to mind from some people is Mika Zibanejad. Currently our number one center, put up plenty of points, and he's completely lived up to our expectations since we traded for him. However, one thing that might be hindering that decision is the fact that he's entering his contract year and hasn't signed an extension yet with the Rangers. Captaincy or not, I want the Rangers to get that done first. Another name that comes up to a lot of people is Kurt Kreider. He is the longest tenured Ranger, and they have him under contract through the year 2027. And I'm gonna throw in a little dark horse candidate here. Adam Fox. I mean, he is coming off a Norris Trophy win, and he is a New York kid, so yeah, I don't think I'd completely rule him out neither. One thing's for sure, it won't be Artemi Panarin. He pretty much said in an interview that he is not fit for this role. Next up, the development of Mills Lundqvist. Picked 28th overall in the 2018 NHL Draft, Lundqvist is considered by many to be the Rangers' top prospect. He's coming off back-to-back 30-point -back seasons with Luia of the SHL. I mean, I hope I pronounced that right. Lundqvist also won the Salming Trophy as the league's best defenseman. He averaged over 21 minutes of ice time, and this past World Championships, he had 5 assists in 3 games, but missed the rest of the tournament because of an injury. The Rangers recently hosted scrimmages against the Flyers, and he scored a goal in one of those games. Where will he be paired up? Likely with Patrick Nemeth or someone else on the third line, so he's not immediately thrown to the Wolves. Also having Nemeth alongside of him does give that defensive pairing some veteran experience, which Lundqvist is lacking. Will he quarterback the second unit of the power play? Fox for sure has the number one unit. But we still need to see how Lundqvist handles everything else before throwing him on power play. Third, will we see Igor Shesterkin fully blossom? The Rangers' highly coveted goalies just signed a new extension for four years, averaging 5.6 million per year. But there's still a lot we haven't seen from him yet, and it's not necessarily his fault. He has yet to play every team in the NHL and hasn't played a 50-game season yet. But you know, we could chalk that up to the COVID-shortened season and the fact that he was brought in relatively late to the start of the 2019-20 season. At even strength, Shesterkin has a 928 save percentage, but drops to 866 on the penalty kill. 
but that kind of drop is not uncommon. For example, Henrik Lundqvist's save percentage is 927 at even strength, but 877 on the penalty kill. Shesterkin has shown how good he can be, but we have yet to see him at a full NHL sample size. This season can be a huge indicator of how he lives up to his contract. Next up, Capo Caco. After two NHL seasons, Kako's tenure has been underwhelming at best. In 114 games, he's only put up 40 points, 19 goals, 21 assists. I gotta say though, he did make some improvements and you could tell when he's confident in his game. When I watched him play his rookie year, it looked like he was too afraid to make mistakes, maybe gripping the stick a little too tight. But there was a notable difference when he loosened up. When he wasn't afraid of making mistakes anymore, when he was much more confident, he was much more involved in the game, making plays on the boards, and being sound on both ends of the ice. I now see why people compare him to Alexander Barkov, who won the Selkie Trophy for the league's best defensive forward. Ultimately, what might really help Kako here is the fact that there is a new coaching change with the Rangers. Under David Quinn, Kako was basically glued to the third line not really given much of an opportunity to blossom with the likes of Zibanejad or Panarin. But Gallant will likely give Kako more playing time in the top six, especially with Pavel Buchnevich gone, thus giving him an opportunity to earn more points. Kako is poised for a breakout year, much like the man who was picked ahead of him across the river in Jack Hughes. It's up to Kako to seize this opportunity. Also, safe to say Kako's put on muscle. Have you seen that photo of him at training camp recently? Damn. Damn, boy. Damn, boy, he's thick, boy! That's a thick-ass boy, damn! Finally, the grit. Oh, the strength and grit. Lord knows the Rangers needed it. Question is, are they overcompensating? Chris Jury didn't mince words. Everyone in the hockey world knew what the Rangers were looking to add this offseason. Strength? some grit, and to become an overall tougher team to play against for this year and years to come. The Rangers certainly did do that. They traded Pavel Buchnevich for Sammy Blaze, traded for Barkley Goodrow, signed Jared Tenorti, and traded for Ryan Reeves. We all know what happened at the end of this season, with the Islanders basically steamrolling the Rangers, the Tom Wilson incident that night at the Garden, and the Rangers certainly don't want to see anything like that happen again, obviously. I've said this before during the podcast. Are they trying to do a modern-day equivalent of the Broad Street Bullies of the 70s? For those who haven't heard me cite that example. During the early days of the Flyers, there was a game when the St. Louis Blues absolutely humiliated them on the scoreboard and physically. At that moment, late owner Ed Snyder said he never wanted to see his team be intimidated again. So he really, and I mean really, added some grit and strength to that team. And it certainly worked. They won two straight Stanley Cups. But maybe a more recent example is the Danbury Trashers. If you haven't seen Untold Crimes and Penalties on Netflix, I pity you. This just in, everybody. The Rangers hire AJ Galante as the assistant GM to Chris Jury. Obviously, the Rangers needed to get stronger. But the big question mark going in is did the Rangers sacrifice too much skill for grit? Trading Buchnevich makes me almost not want to answer that question. A lot of it does depend on whether or not guys like Kako, Lafreniere, and Kraftsoff develop into the players we expect them to be. 
Well, one thing's for sure. The addition of Blaze and Goudreau give the Rangers former cup winners on their team for the first time in a while. That for sure is something that's going to help the young kids and even the older guys who haven't gotten the taste yet. So yeah, I think it's safe to say the Rangers did get much tougher this offseason. Now the question is, are they still skilled enough to where they can get by and even take a next step into the playoffs this year? Thank you very much for watching or listening. Those are my top five storylines heading into this season. There's plenty of others you could talk about. Vitaly Kravtsov taking another step, the Jack Eichel rumors, but I felt like limiting it to five here. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FunsPodcast, and be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This is Jack Knife. Have a wonderful night, everyone.